With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Howdy, folks. This is Dino Ray Ramos, and you are listening to the first episode of Deadline's new Hollywood podcast for the year 2021. It's not the first episode of the podcast because we're like at 130-something, but it's the first episode of the new year, which is 2021. And I would like to welcome Javicia Leslie to the podcast, also known as Ryan Wilder, also known as Your New Batwoman. The new uh, season two of Batwoman premieres on January 17th on The CW, so I hope you're looking forward to that. We had a wonderful conversation conversation with Javicia. So uh, without further ado, here she is. And we hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Javicia, welcome to Deadlines New Hollywood podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Batwoman, for being here. Yes, thank you, Brad. (laughs) on the coveted role of Batwoman. Um, obviously, uh, major, major news, major milestones um, for, the, for the franchise. But first, I want to ask you, how are you doing? So now that the year is coming to an end and we went through this sort of tumultuous year and then you, you know, have this role and then it's premiering next in a, in a couple of weeks, actually, how, how are you feeling right now? I feel good. The first, we, we filmed the first half of the season it was a lot of work, like a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. So, um, was it a lot? <laughs> it, was a lot. it was a lot of work. Yeah. Um, so, you know, coming into having, you know, um, any kind of, you know, R&R feels really good. Um, just trying to make sure I enjoy the moments because the other thing is like we're filming during like you said during the pandemic so I'm unable to really like if I want to take a break and just go home I can't you know Mm -hmm. so it's like I put everything into it and I'm just really excited for for it to come out but I'm just really excited and proud of our team like amongst something like this to happen and to still be able to create is like such a blessing right yeah man i, I always say like, i mean yeah the pandemic we have to sort of focus on like the positive and i think that with this pandemic there's a lot of silver lining so um so so just trying to focus on that is sort of what what sort of my motto has been um 
but for you, so we, we like to sort of go through people's, everybody has a unique journey, especially in this business. And we like to sort of go through um, and ask people about their journey through, um, through the entertainment business. So who, who were, who were some of your inspirations growing up or your aspirations growing up? And when did you know you wanted to be a performer? Um, when I think about who I loved growing up, other than Whitney Houston. <laughs> oh, oh my God, Amanda, that's your favorite. That's Amanda's <laughs> that is favorite. My favorite. <laughs> I love Whitney. Um, but I was, I was actually a huge, this sounds crazy because like for me to have been so young, but to admire them, I loved like Nina Simone and Eartha Kid and Billie Holiday. I just love that classic, like, old jazz like old hollywood just beautiful and and textured and femme you know femme fatale like that mm -hmm. whole idea of like of just and then and then i started to love because of my mom i started to really get into like 70s black films which is a huge you know influence on how i see film films now you know film and television now so when i see like I just see such blackness. I always love that kind of stuff. Um, and what ended up getting me into acting is I've I've always been, um, I've always been acting. I've I've acted since I was a child. I just didn't do it on the big screen. Um, I did it at home when we did our own little talent shows and stuff. And then I went to high school and I I did I acted in talent shows. But then when I got to college, I went to Hampton University. When I got to college, um, I started doing plays. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really, I did this play called For Colored Girls mm -hmm. um, by Nchuzaki Shange. And that was the first time I realized that I needed acting because it was like an outlet. I didn't know that I wasn't releasing like as a person. I didn't know that I was just storing things inside of me that I, I had never really addressed. And it's like acting was kind of like my therapy. And now it's like something that's very necessary. And I think what's so much fun is like, depending on what role I'm doing, I get to kind of release different parts of me. And what's super dope about Batwoman is like, um, I'm very like physical. I do Muay Thai and bow staff and things like that. And it's like to be able to express myself physically on screen, to be able to express myself emotionally, because this is a lot, this character is going through a lot. And then to also still be able to like, do like the fun and, and, and silly things because Brian's very like fun and goofy. So it's like to be able to do all these like really different, like really cool different parts of me, like it just feels, it feels, it feels right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it feels like this is, this is, this is right. <laughs> how, how would you sort of describe your early days in this business? Like what sort of roles were, were, were there a lot of roles out there that, that sort of gave you this, I guess this, all this uh, meat that you have now, or when did it get to a point where you felt like, okay, this is, this is, I feel like I've arrived. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if anyone ever feels like they've arrived. I think we're always just trying to make sure like we're working really, you know, and I'm fortunate to have a job right now, but I know like, I know how this industry goes. Like you can have one today and it can last a long time, or you can have one today and not have one tomorrow. So it's just like, as an actor to just always be able to continue to work in some kind of capacity. I started off in a lifetime film called Killer Coach that I led. And it was like this like thriller. I mean, it's lifetime, of course. So it's like this yeah. thriller. I live for a lifetime movie. Don't you? On a good Sunday? <laughs> right. Listen, give me a lifetime movie with my glass of wine and I'm yes. like, and, 
just a bunch of food, like really mm-hmm. food that's bad for you. Yeah. That I ordered. I didn't even have to cook it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I love a good thriller. And so that's really what it was. It was like this lifetime thriller. And then after that, I started to do commercials. And I did commercials for a while. And that kind of is what kept me floating or kept me not mm-hmm. from drowning mm-hmm. <laughs> along with serving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up doing, um, I got into this like web series. Uh, from this company called Black and Sexy TV. And they oh, had their yeah. own platforms. That's actually where like Lena Waithe and Lisa yeah, Ray started. Yeah, and so I did a, I did two shows uh, with them. And then from there, I moved into, um, I moved into television and, and other films. And I started doing like guest star roles and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then my first series regular was God Friend of Me. And then after that, it's been that one. Yeah. Nice. And then they always, we have always a bridesmaid written by yeah. Beth Nicole Brown. Y'all yes, yeah. Beth Nicole Brown. Yes. Her. Oh, right. I've been following her heavy on Twitter lately. <laughs> oh, I, I love, I love her. I love her. I, love her I just love her. I mean, like ever since Community, I, I uh, even before that, you know, I loved her. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Ryan, you uh, not Ryan. I called you Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> got got Batwoman on the brain. Um, <laughs> Javis, you know, you you kind of touched on this a little bit, but you know. From the start of your career until now, how do you manage expectations, especially in an industry like this wonderful yeah. one we're in? You That's know, um, I, I think the thing about expectations, I mean, there's no one that can have a greater expectation than I would have of myself, you know? Um, and my my expectations for myself doesn't really lie within the in- entertainment industry. It's just, it's about character. Um, it's about how I was raised and because mm. of that I think that as long as that's always my base no matter what industry I'm in like that will remain um so I don't I I think the the, the best way to deal and manage with expectation at least for me is just you just kind of have to tap back in to 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 like how you were raised where you started and if maybe you didn't maybe had a sucky raising um but just tap back into your values your your, mm. your core values um, I'm not a, I'm not really a, um, I'm a family person. Like that was my mom I was talking to when we first walked in the room, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm just like, that's what this is for me. It just gives me the ability to do what I love and to be able to like help take care of my family and nothing else. I want to, I want to ask you something. Cause like I said, this, this business has a lot of, there's a lot of disappointment that, that, that comes with being an, being in this, in an entertainer in this business. How do you deal with like, especially for people who are maybe coming up in this business and are experiencing all that, how, how would you advise them to deal with the sort of the hardships that come with being in this business? Um, I think it's about constantly filling your, your time and space with, with, with work out even outside of having to book right so like for example i i wrapped up for me in march and the moment i got to la i got into classes mm. and that already just kind of started me and filling up my time and like i'm in my world i'm in i'm able to continue to grow as an artist and then it wasn't even before bad woman before god for me when when i was working as a server and just auditioning i was always in class which helped a lot which kept me in a network as well. I was always looking for work outside of just what my agents and managers were doing. I was always creating on my own, like me and my friends created all kinds of things before everyone really started working. Um, I, my friend and I, I directed my first short this summer, but that's something that I, we created. I think the great thing about what's going on right now in our industry is that we're everyone's looking for 
for work that's independent. Everyone's looking for work that's creative and it's mm. brand new and it's original. And so it's like a lot of, I feel like what I've been noticing is like, they almost want you to do all of the work and then they'll buy it from you. <laughs> so it's like now people can kind of have fun and, and create their own and I, and I understand that it's hard and I understand that you have to figure out how to pay your bills while you're doing it but that's kind of a part of the game you know what I mean mm -hmm. and, and 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 you just have to make it fun and you have to make it worth it and mm -hmm. find ways to collaborate with people so that I can always feel like I'm doing what I love yeah that is such a good point it's like this time I, I was listening to a podcast um it was actually um Nicole Byer and Lauren Lapkus they were talking about um what is happening right now compared to the Spanish flu in 1918, what happened after 1918 was the roaring 20s, like this flourishing of talent and, and, and art and music. And they were like, like oh, it's going to happen again after yeah. this. I, I just have a feeling, but I think it's going to even be like tenfold. Like we're going to yeah. have so much talent. Like there's going to be room for every, I hope there's going to be room for everyone. I I definitely agree with you. I think a lot of what needs to happen now though, so that people don't tire themselves out, is to just like oh, take this time to really work on yourself. You know what I mean? Like while you're at home, while you're working from home, like take this time to like really like tap into what your spirit is telling you. Because I think with everything going on right now, it's so easy to just listen to people versus make your own decision. It's so easy to just say, oh, well, the news said this, so this must be like tap in with yourself and, and see where your spirit and your energy is mm. so that we can get to the quote unquote war in 20. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like we can get to whatever's next for us, but mm. we don't, what we don't want to happen with our people is we don't want to move into this next decade and we're spiritually and mentally not, not grounded and prepared. Yeah. And I think that this is the time to do that. Mm. Yeah. I think that that's, that, that, that's just a good point is like, yeah there's all these people like doing amazing things and that's great but just because one day you're not being creative or writing or 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 doing something to you know kind of further your career it's okay to kind of like yeah. check out for a day and just be yeah. all and watch a lifetime movie or or you know or, or just pig out on something yeah. but just like i i kind of keep that at bay because it's like oh, there's a difference between like giving yourself a break and just being like flat out like a sloth and not doing anything <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but um we're gonna talk like me and amanda got the first episode of batwoman mm -hmm. saw you in action mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so wait first of all how like are, are you a comic geek would you consider yourself a comic geek or how familiar were you with the world of Batwoman? I'm a comic movie geek, okay. you know, like I love movies that are based from comics because I love stepping away from reality. So mm. like I grew up watching DC and Marvel movies and I just mm. thought they were so much fun. I wanted to be Storm. Like mm. you couldn't tell me I wasn't because at the time for, for movies, that was our yeah. only black female superhero, right. yeah. you know? Um, and then of course my lady Eartha Kitt playing Catwoman, but she's technically an anti-hero. So it's like to just really be able to, um, to really be able to kind of like lose yourself in a good old, you know, superhero Batman movie, it's just so much fun. And mm. then we have actors like Heath Ledger that really allows you to get lost in the world art. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm definitely into the movies, the actual hard comics. This might be my first one. Oh, and there you is, go. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is the Batgirl issue that Ryan gets introduced in. 
Nice. Yeah. Nice, okay. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I was. I. I'm in. I've. I'm like. I don't really. I don't do a deep dive into the comics, but I like. I used to watch the cartoons, and I definitely watched the movies. Yeah. And that's sort of like my extent of, uh, I guess, geekness when it comes yeah. to comic. I, I. I. was more. I. I was actually a comic geek for for a, like a, a span of time. Um, and when it wasn't cool to be a, a comic geek, and now it's making money, and yeah. everyone is like, "Oh, it's so cool!" But yeah, I was like. I, I get what you mean about just kind of like taking you out of it. Yeah. I mean, any DC or Marvel movie, I I I, I will watch that. Right. Yeah. No matter yeah. what. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I don't think I've ever missed one. <laughs> so Janice, obviously your announcement um, as, as taking over this role was a moment. Um, can you talk to us about like sort of how the role came to you? My understanding was an interesting that you have an interesting story about how you got this role. Well, so it's, you know, okay, I'm obviously, I love, I believe in manifestation. Mm. I think it's so real. I think that- I've been doing a lot of that. And today's December 21st, which is the great conjunction. There's this something yeah. going on. <laughs> you do some meditating today. Yeah. Really, you should look into it and set your intentions for the next year. And this is, it's, it's always a beautiful time. I always look at things like 11-11, right? And the idea of 11-11 is that you wish for what you want. But really the idea of 11-11 is that you you take that moment to like, to speak something into existence. Mm -hmm. Even if 11-11 isn't real, that moment is real and what you're saying is real and you're actually speaking it and now you're telling the universe what you want. And mm -hmm. I, I'm a big advocator of it. I'm, I'm a very spiritual person, but when I read The Secret, it kind of taught me a lot about energy and what you're saying and how you're constantly informing the universe what you want and I've been like that ever since so you're talking about 10 years in the making and I literally I was I was telling one of my friends this my life that I'm living now is the exact life that I dreamed of when I was a child wow. so I just believe it can happen I feel like I'm a walking testimony of that and really what happened was in May I did a podcast an interview for a podcast and I was talking to these guys and we were having a conversation about what my next role was going to be. And at the time, Ruby had separated from the show, but um, but I didn't know because I, I I hadn't I didn't keep up. And so, um, you know, that was at the time when quarantine first started. People were just trying to figure their lives out. <laughs> we had lost George Floyd. Like it was just so much going on that like. I was not paying attention to what was going on outside of just in front of me and my loved ones. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was talking to, to these two guys and we were having a conversation about my next role. And I was like, you know what I want? I want to be a superhero. I said, and I was thinking film at the time because I was thinking like all the female black superheroes that I know are if they even created a new one because I'm currently mm -hmm. writing, um, I'm, I'm writing a, a fiction novel with like this, this, this kid that becomes mm -hmm. like, yeah, 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 like a, like almost like a Hunger Games version, but like, anyways. So okay, breaking <laughs> news. Talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I had this like Break. idea of like that's what I if if I had any role that I could be next, it would be a superhero. And then auditions started up in May because no one we auditions had halted because no one knew when people were going to be able to get back to production. So then auditions started back in May, and I had gotten like maybe maybe about. 10 auditions before Batwoman. And so then Batwoman's audition came and it, came, it said Ryan Wilder will become Batwoman. And I was like, oh, wow. And so then I looked it up and I saw what happened. And I was like, oh, okay, this is crazy. And so I, 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 I did my self tape. I didn't hear anything. I had to go back to New York to pack up my play. I came back, 
they said, hey, we want to test you. And then I went in and I tested with the producers and the showrunner and um, the network and, and the studio. And then I had to wait for two days, which was like the most nerve wrecking two days of my life. I couldn't wow. sleep. I kept waking up like, I need to know. It's not me, it's okay, <sighs> I just need to know. And so Wednesday morning, I had like went out to meditate and I was just like, God, I just give it to you. Like whatever's gonna happen, is gonna happen. And I get a phone call from my manager and in my mind I said, she's about to call me to tell me I didn't get it. And wow. so when I picked up, she was like, may I speak to Ryan Wilder, please? I was like, are you serious? <laughs> she was like, yeah, I was like, are oh you my serious? Gosh. They want me? Like, oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I remember when the announcement was made, I, I saw that you, you had celebrated, but we actually have some friends in common. So I saw that you guys had a little, a little celebration. Um, but what was your initial thought when they told, I mean, like when they told you, you got the role, like, were, was it, were you scared? I mean, obviously this is a, this is, is part of a big franchise and you're, and you're the lead of it, you know, like how, how, how were you, what was going through your mind? You know, I wasn't scared. I was excited. I mean, literally what went through my mind is, are you serious? And then after I realized I wasn't dreaming, I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Like, this is so cool. Like, I didn't, I didn't think of it. I, I don't really lead in fear. So I didn't think of it in that capacity. I think I looked at it in all of like, it's abundance, abundantness, abundancy, <laughs> it's abundancy. Um, like just, just the ability to be able to, like, I'm a superhero. You know what I mean? Like, how cool is that? Like, my grandkids would be able to say, my grandma was bad you know mm. so it's just like to be able to kind of like walk in that light it's just so cool and so fun and I think that that was my initial um my initial feeling about everything do you feel do you feel any pressure or I mean I always wonder people who take over big IPs I, I there's with, with especially with big fan bases you know like do yeah you, like the, the fanboys and fangirls are crazy yeah, not like, crazy but they're really, I don't I'm only one person I don't have the capacity to be able to um to 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 act out of how other people perceive me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I can't, I, there's so much going on. I can't walk in fear. I can mm -hmm. only do my job and show up every day and like give my all. And that's what I do. Like I walked away from just this first half completely proud of not just our team, but of myself, mm -hmm. the way like I sacrificed like every single day we were at it and, and, and and doing things I'd never done before. Everything was completely brand new, you know, like to be able to just to go into that like like fearlessly, it, it was fun and it was exciting and it's something to be really, really proud of. You mm, know? Definitely, definitely. Cool. Well how how was it like putting on that suit for the first time? That was cool. You know what's interesting? And I feel like anybody would feel this way. The moment I put on my suit, I felt responsible. Like I felt like, oh, now Good. I have a responsibility to save the world. Like I felt like I, did, I had to save the world. You feel like a superhero the moment you put a superhero suit on. What? Did you? What? Did you Oh, sorry, go on, Amanda. No, I was going to ask you, because obviously, like, I mean, you say you do you do uh, some types of, I guess, karate. How Muay physically demanding yeah. was this role compared to, like, maybe, was it, would you say this is probably the most? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. <laughs> How did you I take it? Muay Thai fucks you up. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm, <laughs> I, I've taken classes from, and I after ten minutes, I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna lay down. Yeah. I, I remember taking it's that's just demanding. And like seeing the first episode, it's cool because when you find the outfit, uh, this is not really spoiler. Well, spoiler alert if y'all are listening. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, it's like it's kind of like. 
it's what I would do, like, or like someone who is just who randomly finds an outfit and puts it on. It's like, and finds these little gadgets on them. It's exactly what I would have done and been all, oh, I didn't know that, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's, that is how I was when I put the suit on. I was like, and then how does this work? Right. <laughs> <laughs> is it comfortable? I know it's, we're, we're, we're focused. Is it comfortable? Like, cause you have to be mobile, right? You mm-hmm. have to kick and punch. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not wearing pajamas. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but you could still be mobile to a certain extent, right? I, I, I'm making it happen. Let's just say that. No matter, no You're making it, it work. Make, you make it, it work. Yeah, no. we make it work. Well, well in, in, in terms of Ryan's story, I mean, it, it's it, it's very interesting and in like where she's coming from and what, what what's going on. Um, and when you read that, did you have any like, did you get did you get involved with helping tell her story in, in terms of did, were the, the writers open to your feedback in terms of how this character is? Like, how was Ryan built for the series? Interesting enough, uh, Ryan and I are very alike. So, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that because I'm playing her. When I actually read the character description, when I talked to Caroline about Ryan, um, there are so many similarities, like, the 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 mixed martial arts training the obsession with plants the um the 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 kind of like the girl next door type of person you know what i mean so um in and so i haven't had to i've ne- i haven't i haven't i mean it, we have such similarities that i can truly understand her perspective in so much mm. you know what i mean so when there's writing um and i and i read a i read an episode i, I can completely understand why ryan would do what she's doing Mm. we're alike that doesn't mean I would do it but <laughs> I understand why she's doing that and then as far as them um you know accepting my 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 opinions about the script or anything like that whenever I don't really have that many because the writing is actually like amazing but whenever I do have like just an idea or opinion and I throw it to Caroline she's so receptive of it and so are the other writers so um it feels very inclusive but I'm so busy that I don't, I love the fact that I don't have to come out and say, mm. hey, uh, this just isn't working for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 once, once the episode comes to me, we're shooting it. So it's just mm-hmm. like, I read it and I'm like, oh yes, it's great. All right, let's mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that also kind of speaks to the time we're in and hopefully the change we're seeing with writer's rooms mm-hmm. and, you know, writing of characters of color, queer characters, any of, any of that is that I think, and it shows the importance of having a diverse writer's room, right? And For the sure. fact that y- you say that, you know, you didn't have to come out and be all, this wouldn't happen or this X, Y, and Z, yeah. which would have probably happened like probably five years ago or even yeah, a year sure. ago. Yeah. yeah for, um, sure. for, for you, because like we are in, in this time, especially in the superhero genre, right? We, you know, Black Panther came out, which was a moment, a cultural moment. Um, we have uh, Shang Chi coming out, which is is going to be this this moment, and and Birds of Prey, uh, uh, seeing that very diverse cast. You know, the, the vi- diversity within the superhero universe has been a conversation, and we're seeing that grow. Um, but for you, you know, during your career and even up till now, uh, what how have you seen the difference of tokenism versus representation? Mm. Um, I think that's really falls in the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one thing to cast a black a black actor in, in a character, but it's another thing to write for them. 
And when you write for them without feeling like I'm, 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 I'm playing into something, you know what I mean? Then, and, and you, and you write the, the, the fullness of the character and the, and I'm talking about like, that's, that's something that's very important. Cause like a lot of times in like, um, when you're a supporting actor and you're of color and maybe you are the only person that is of color on the cast, I've seen projects where it's like, they have to do something that's very black or very, you know, whatever it is. Mm. And I feel like that then almost feels like, like a, like a, like a jab like mm-hmm. I still don't feel represented because I don't act like that and no one mm. I know acts like that this is your perception of how this person of color acts based off of how people of, of you know of color in that in that you know um what am I trying to say like this is your like stereotype of how black, yeah. yeah this is your stereotype thank you this is your stereotype this is what you think this is how a person of this of, of this how a black person acts or whatever so I'm only saying that to say I feel like we have progressed. I feel mm-hmm. like when I'm looking at projects now, I'm seeing a fullness in, in our people of color. They're in their, mm-hmm. in their characters. I'm mm-hmm. seeing what their homes look like. I'm seeing what their extended family members look like. I'm seeing, you know what I mean? Like I'm getting to see more of their life mm-hmm. versus like even on our show, our show is very diverse and you get to get a little bit of everyone's backstory. Like, Mary, she, you get to meet her mom and, 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 you know, more about her life. And then, you know, Sophie's mother came into the picture and there's going to be another family member of Sophie's that's going to come out this season. So it's just like to be able to see more fullness of people of color, um, of their characters, I think is really important. It's about the writing. It's about the fullness of their lives and fullness of their character. And I think that that really then highlights um, true representation because otherwise then it really is just like a token black person on a show yeah definitely what true you, that yeah <laughs> what, do you, what, what can we expect out of your season what can you tease for us can you just <laughs> tell us everything that happens because there's a lot happens in the first episode i'll yeah. tell you that <laughs> Ooh, child, a lot happens in every episode <laughs> <laughs> who are you talking to <laughs> we are making movies um okay. it's really good what can I tell you? I don't know. See, I'm trying to get me in trouble. I don't know what I'm going <laughs> to Okay, so that if you can't, what can, what are you most excited for people? Yeah, for us to see. My stunt. You are stung <laughs> in there. No, can you, how much? How oh, you much do much all your own stunts. Like, I'm answering your question. I'm excited for people to see my stunts. That's <laughs> me, and I'm so proud of them. I'm the one fighting. I'm the one getting uh, uh, air leaked cool. out and <laughs> dropped in. And I, like, I'm so I'm so, it's so cool to continue, like, to constantly overcome, like, doubts and fears. Mm. You know what I mean? To walk with faith and walk with, like, excitement and trust and, like, completely just, like, knock down any fear I've ever had. And, like, that's what this show is doing for me. So it's just, like, I, like, I remember the first time I walked on, I walked on set for a stunt day and they told me what I had to do. I, I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, what if I mess up? What if I'm not smooth? What if I accidentally hit someone? Now I did an episode the other day and I have a bow staff and I took this guy out and I took that guy out and I took another guy out and I end with like a nice like Laura Croft like, <sighs> oh, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, come on, come on superhero stance when you, <laughs> you, you know? know? <laughs> yes, I love so, it. For me, like that's what I'm most excited about are mm-hmm. these stunts. Yeah. I mean, it, it is it is action packed, and I'm I'm not gonna lie, you know, no, you know, good, you know, the the previous season was, was great, but it, it's just something so 
refreshing seeing so many brown and black faces on a show like this. I'm just, yeah. you know, I mean, there's, there's also black. like black, black, like there's also like black lightning. My, my, my friend Chantal is on there. Um, Hello Chantal. Uh, right? Black lightning, yes. <laughs> But it's because like we don't get this like well that's why Black Panther did so well and yeah. I, that's why I hope like Shang Chi and then seeing someone like um Ola J Bosco and and, and again and, and Birds of Prey it's I just like seeing color we, in, yeah we, <laughs> in, I, that's in, what, I mean that's why we did this podcast that's what, that's what makes us more excited except when we see stuff like this um so Javicia what do you have coming up next so you're you ta- you're tackling Batwoman what can you tell us that you have coming up next. Or if, and if you can't tell us anything, what haven't you done in your career that you are you are itching to tackle next? Um, so I have a short that I've directed that we're putting into festivals. I'm really excited, and I think oh, we just nice. agreed. Yeah, I think we just agreed today <laughs> that oh, we might wow. just do a um, virtual premiere. So that should be coming out very soon. But um, I have two shorts that I directed over the summer that will be premiering that's what jessica, jessica did one right jessica oblong she did she did mine that's the one yeah, that yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> she's so good oh yes, my god jessica i love karen and it's yeah. so amazing jessica was our, our first guest <laughs> yes she was. our pilot episode guest I love it never her. aired unfortunately it's okay that's yeah we, yeah that's for us to keep in our hearts yeah yes. <laughs> but she She's amazing. And it was so cool to be able to direct such a talented actor. Like sometimes as a director, like when you're coming in and you're, you're working with someone that has that much capability, you want to make sure that you like, just take care of them. And like, I know how I would want to be treated. I know how I like to be treated by a director. And I just wanted to make sure she felt supported. Mm. I wanted to make sure that whenever there was a change that was needed, that it was clear and that she felt like she could completely comprehend and understand it. And oh my gosh, the way she would take notes. She's so great. And so I'm so excited about that project. Shout out Jessica, Jessica Oblom, by the way. Yes, <laughs> Black Excellence. And it's written by Daryl Wesley. Oh, um, Daryl too. That's my, yes. that's my homie too. Yes, see, see, this is a try. Excited. Oh my gosh, yes. Exactly. So let me know. Let me know when that virtual premiere is. Yeah. Keep us posted. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then to your other question, I know you said only one or the other, but I'll go ahead and answer it. You could do both. <laughs> yeah, I want to do a bi- I'm gonna do a biopic. I don't you know, mm-hmm. I don't know who, but I definitely want to do a biopic. Hmm. Well what they, they I would say you? the Whitney Houston one, but they I guess they already cast it. They cast it already with I didn't even my team sent me that audition. I just I was so overwhelmed at the time because I, I had just started that one and I, I couldn't do it. But I, I also thought they wanted someone that can sing, and that's the one thing I can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you could try. There's auto tune. No, but they, you can't sing. No, nobody can. Oh, you, you can't, can't sing, sing with though. Like you can't you have can't a. You can't sing with me. You have to do a yeah. voiceover. You know, I uh, the other night I, I again I rewatched the Whitney Brandy Cinderella again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just my Classic. that's my contrib- that's con- my contribution to the Classic. okay so we like to wrap uh the interview with just a fun section the segment we call the faqs or the facts just random questions um some related to obviously your project some just random like this one so your first question <laughs> is what is your irrational fear spiders it's insane oh. It's like on a whole nother level. Oh my God. I I can't do spiders. Uh, Okay. If Batwoman could go head to head 
with anyone in the DC universe, film or TV, who would you pick? Damn. You can pick multiple if you want to take on more than one at once. <laughs> with your, um, with your bow staff. <laughs> right? Um, head to head meaning he against, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a huge Gotham person, so like any of those got any of those Arkham escapees. Oh, there you the, go. The Joker, Scarecrow, the any Joker. Of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Good, 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 good. Okay, what what is one TV show, film, song, or musician that people make fun of you for liking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grey's Anatomy. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. You make fun of you. The obsessions on a whole nother level. I've watched okay. the entire series like four times. Wow. That's okay. entire series. Wow. The entire they're like series. On, they're like on season 20 right now or something. They're on season 17. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. I watched No, I, I'm I'm always gonna be like I, I, I feel like I have a loyalty to Shonda because I've been watching like Grey's Anatomy like made me love TV. But yeah, I'm all, all about the early seasons. I don't know about yeah. <laughs> this, this new season is weird. I feel like the whole pandemic is about the pandemic. And I yeah. only can talk about one episode because I've only watched one episode, but I just don't know. Like, I don't, when you're in it, you don't want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's something that people forget. Yeah, there, there's been this whole discussion I've been hearing about like people, they don't want to watch the pandemic on TV. Like, no, like, this is, I don't this see is a us. Mask. Yeah. 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 Like, but I think us, it's, it's like it's like for them. It's like how do they they have to they they sort of operate in the real world. So it's like they don't really have you know. Like, they yeah. operate kind of in the real world. Seattle Grace isn't a real. Um, I mean, <laughs> real basketball. I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> I get it, but, no, but it's true. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to see man. I want to escape. But at the same time, when I'm watching old things and like if there's a crowd of people, I'm like, mm -mm, that's not COVID friendly. <laughs> I know, right? You pointed out like, hmm, like you shouldn't be doing this in COVID. It's like, it's oh, like oh, you shouldn't be picking that up off the ground and eating it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not here for anybody else. I love Jackson and Maggie together. Mm. So that's how you happen. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> two beautiful black people yeah. on the show. I'm mad that Maggie that didn't happen. People. But they gave her they gave her a Nigerian guy, so I'm like, okay, we'll tell. I know, but he's not a part of the cast. Yeah, yeah. So we'll you know he's not staying around. <laughs> so you know he's just not staying around. Okay. Um. So you are having a dinner party, and you can invite any three people, living or dead. Who are they, and what would Honey, you serve? Honey, Eartha Kitt, Eartha yes. Kitt, Eartha Kitt, Mr. James Baldwin. Let's talk about it, honey. What do you Ooh. have to teach me? Mm. and my grandmother oh mm. nice yeah. grandmothers are the best Those what would you great serve choices <laughs> i would serve red wine okay um <laughs> i like you start with the red wine <laughs> i would too, too. <laughs> um some really dope vegan dishes and then a side mm. shrimp oh that's right you're vegan <laughs> oh you're vegan yeah, girl. I had some dope. I had some dope vegan donuts the other day. Someone sent them to me. I don't know where they were from, but I, I, I ate I'm, them all. I'm gonna get there one day. But I just, I don't know. Chicken is my <laughs> weakness. Okay. Would you rather wake up each morning to find a random anim animal appendage has replaced your non-dominant arm, or permanently replaced your bottom half with an animal bottom half of your choice? <laughs> my non-dominant arm. Oh, that's every day. Yeah. 
there's a different appendage that actually would actually be fun that though. could be because you never know like what if you get like some like and it's very, paws you can just yeah and it's not your dominant arm so you could still do your daily right. tasks yeah your, yeah your, your daily tasks good yeah. good answer good yeah. answer <laughs> <laughs> survey says good answer okay um uh so this is our final question we ask this to all of our guests is there an underrepresented voice in the industry whether it's an actor writer producer creator that is not in the not in the mainstream that you think people need to know about and deserves more recognition oh yeah um, i, I maybe. think you know, I'm just really interested in more stories of like of 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 black women. Um, I, I feel like that is underrepresented in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not talking about I mean like the actual stories of them, like what is going on. Like I don't know if people know this, but there are like it's an insane amount of women, black women in Baltimore, Maryland that are coming up missing. And like mm-hmm. that's such an interesting thing that I think can be tapped into. I think we I just want to know more and I just want the light to be shined on more like just about the history and the development and the growth and how we are how we like how we are where we are. I think that if Bill Street could talk was like a great example of it because um if you really look at like if you really look at the history of like black women in America, they're so strong. And they've had to do so much and had to carry so much. You know what I mean? And I just want to see, I want to see those stories start to yeah. unveil mm. themselves. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited for Ma Rainey's um, uh, it's Zola, so, it's, Viola Davis movie. Yeah. It's so good. I haven't watched it's, it yet, but I'm watching it. I'm watching it tonight. It's a move. It's it's a movement. And like, they act the fuck out of that. I was just yeah. like, yeah. you could feel the heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm for more unsung her, uh, stories about uh, black females. I think we need a lot. There, and there's so many, like from from who the, who you know. Some of them used to, especially in Hollywood. Like some of them used to. What's what's that lady's name that used to? Uh, she was a designer, but they could never oh, um, design the, like all these people's like close. She to wasn't. The Oscars, but they could never put her name on it because she was a black woman. Like stuff like what's that. What's her name? Because uh, who who was a uh, on her podcast that said something to- loud? Dow and Dow and I, I feel bad yeah, for not remembering but, her name. But yeah, but I, there I, are I, so many. So it, many. It's like uh, you know, I, I I agree with you on that. And um, but uh, Javizia, thank you, thank you so, so much. For much. This is thank great. you for having me. And, and congratulations. Thank you guys. On being our superhero, being our Batwoman. Yes. (laughs) We can't wait to see what you you have in store. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me guys. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply